1: Hey, welcome to the final hour of Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. We're in the 2 o'clock hour, which means it's time now for the top two at 2 o'clock, the top two stories at 2 o'clock. What qualifies a story, you ask, to be included in the top two at 2 o'clock? Well, it has to do with your kitchen table. If there is a story in the news that is worthy of discussion and debate and analysis and picking through uh, at your kitchen table with your family, uh, it's worthy of the top two at two o'clock. And so each day I look over the the rundown here. I take this uh, big document we put together each day containing all the topics and all the notes and all the guests and all the info I need to know to uh, pretend I know about what I'm talking about. And from it, select two stories of the day. The top story of today uh, comes from the very beginning of today's program, and it is uh, a handful, at least a pair, of recommendations handed down by the Center for Disease Control, the CDC. Now, it's kind of a a one-two punch of sorts that have come from the CDC. We uh, just the other day learned that the CDC says that if you are a fully vaccinated adult, that you, when hanging out with another vaccinated adult, you don't need to wear a mask. How about that? Pretty neat. That's pretty good. That's progress towards normalcy. Feels pretty good. Also feels like common sense. All right. I know that we're not all experts. I'm certainly not an expert on on vaccines and uh, this COVID-19 and all that. But, you know, I think we have a pretty basic understanding of how vaccines work. And to have a vaccine is a good thing. You are protected uh, from the virus, at least the symptoms of the virus. And if another individual is equally protected, well, Thank you CDC for letting us know that it's safe to be with one another. That's great. Okay, that was the other day. The the follow-up the follow-up has to do with air travel. Air travel. The CDC has said that regardless of whether or not you are a fully vaccinated adult, you still ought to be a bit skeptical and a bit hesitant and maybe uh, change your plans when it comes to air travel. Come on. That was, to me, it felt like a gut shot. You know, we're making all this progress. We've got the vaccine. And unless we have some fundamental misunderstanding of uh, what a vaccine is in that it protects us against viruses, we ought to be able to, I think, rely on what we have learned to be The very stringent measures and strict and effective measures that the airlines have have involved in their operations. Think think back uh, over the past number of weeks. How many how many headlines have you read describing incidents where passengers were needed were removed from flights for refusing to wear their masks? Yeah, that's not like the grocery store. You know, you, you refuse to wear your mask at the grocery store. You know, the manager may come up to you and say, hey, listen, we've got a store policy. But you know what? Uh, they're not going to come drag you off. No, but on an, air, on an airplane, yeah. That's how strict they are about keeping that environment safe. And it's not just masks. Uh, Delta and others have annou- have announced extensions of their policies, leaving middle seats free. Right? Aiding in the social distancing. Uh, What else? During the course of the show, I've been back and forth with uh, with an airline pilot. Uh, I earlier mentioned the uh, the quality of air and how the air on an aircraft is uh, probably safer than the air uh, that's circulating around your own office cubicle. Yeah, uh, a pilot explains to me this, the aircraft uses the engine power to compress outside air into the cabin and release it through a calibrated bleed set to altitude by the pilots. Yeah, the the air isn't, it's not just filtered and, and circulated. Airplanes have constant fresh air. According to this pilot, I'm back and forth with here, uh, and if you think to some of the interviews granted by the CEOs and presidents of various airlines, they uh, <laughs> each and every one of them points out the fact that when contact tracing is applied to those who come down with the virus, remember when contact tracing was a thing? Yeah, it still happens. Well, if you if you track backwards, the contact tracing efforts to determine where someone picked up the virus. It's almost unheard of to track that back to an airline or an air, or, or an, an airplane travel. Yeah. So anyway, I just, as we see this light at the end of the tunnel, and you're going to hear that phrase more and more and more, uh, it uh, unfortunately is pretty close to being one of the victims of the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. So, so many words that uh, we use so often. They've almost lost so many words and phrases that we use so often. Almost to lose meaning, like unprecedented. Yeah, that one. I, what does that even mean anymore? Uh, light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, that's that's pretty close to uh, you know becoming one of those. And also uh, about this one, we're all in this together. Yeah. Anyway, I, I just frustrated, just frustrated uh, by these recommendations when the industry itself has demonstrated the ability to maintain a safe environment. And as you look at, uh, as you look at. What Americans are more and more comfortable doing, you'll see that traveling uh, via the skies is one that they are becoming more and more comfortable engaging in, you know, with or without a vaccine. I'm one of those. In fact, pretty soon uh, I'll be on an airplane myself. It's been about a year since I have uh, traveled in the sky, and if I'm honest, I'm looking forward to getting back to it. I'm looking forward to the, the, the ritual of it, and I'm looking forward to... Uh, once again, seeing the the beautiful technology, uh, air travel in itself is a miracle. And I would say, too, that the precautions that have been taken on aircraft here in the United States to safeguard passengers and customers from COVID-19 is akin to a miracle itself. Maybe that maybe that strikes your ears as a little hyperbolic and too much. But no, I, I don't think so. It's a wonder what they've been able to accomplish. And it's unfortunate that they find an enemy in the CDC. That's the first big story of the day. The second, the second, has to do with a new phobia we have learned about, and it is the the fear of needles. I guess the I guess we haven't learned about this phobia anew. Uh, but trypanophobia is the fear of needles. I had presumed that all those Americans across the country had been hesitant to receive the vaccine because of some ideological objection or they were fearful of some uh, conspiracy or something like that or general discomfort. Well, I'm today learning that the fear of needles is one that is preventing a pretty good sector of the population from getting the vaccine. And we spoke with... Robin Garfield earlier. About how she was able to overcome just such a fear. And I would invite you to download the KSL News Radio app. It's powered by Any Hour Services. On there, you're able to go back and listen to uh, past segments, archived segments, including the conversation with Robin, where she reveals uh, some of the tips and tricks on how to overcome this needle phobia or trypanophobia. So check that out at the KSL News Radio app, again, powered by Any Hour Services. Quick break right now when we return. We'll be joined by ABC News correspondent Faith Abube talking about a big vote in the United States House of Representatives just tomorrow on the $1.9 trillion stimulus plan, which includes $1,400 for you. Details next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. I'm
0: Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold.